Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that now has to watch Destiny. My name is Jeremy. Guys, I'm excited. We have Yuna and a wedding rescue and basically Valifor. I'm Tyler. (laughs) Uh, Flashbacks. My name is Zach. So we are going to be watching episode 14, which Jeremy just saw the title of and does not remember. It's not a very good one. It's like... We are going to be watching... Flight to Tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. We're going to be watching Phase 14, Flight to Tomorrow. It's not a good one. (laughs) No. So last time on Gundam Seed, Titus and Riku, I just found out that Riku was Yuna's cousin and that her uncle had a sweet airship. And he and Aaron had just come up with this great plan to slide down some chains to stop that asshole Seymour from marrying Yuna. Oh, wait. (laughs) Oren's explanation of why this would work was it'll look badass, and that was enough to convince Titus. So, I mean, that's all. Titus is a a rowdy teenager. That's all he needs. Uh, Yeah, exactly. He's like, say no more. I've got some Heelys. Also, brother was there, and he was like, I don't speak the English. (laughs) Waka waka. (laughs) I forgot about waka. (laughs) How did you forget about waka? No, I just want to do a. Final Fantasy X bridge where all he ever says is waka waka. <laughs> I, the better joke is to have him talk all in Bender quotes, but <laughs> or Jake the Dog quotes. I guess he can do both. <laughs> what has actually happened last time on Gundam Sea Tyler? Oh Give us three cap. Oh boy. Um, Tell s- us about the boys. Yeah. Okay. So Angry Boy not really been around a lot. No, they um, forgot about him. Oh, Sad Boy just started to do some stuff about being sad because. Someone People tried to assassinate his girlfriend. His girlfriend. Sad yeah. Boy wrecked some shit. Yeah, Sad Boy had one of the best fight scenes in this series. I don't know that I would call that a fight scene. Okay, one of the best uh, that uh, was like a stop hitting yourself scene. scenes. Some mobile suits were engaged in combat. It was not really a fight. <laughs> um, and uh, Sangry Boys... I don't, did Coming we to the planet. Episode? We did. Coming to a planet near you soon. <laughs> exactly. He launched last episode. That's right, that was all he did. Because he got um, El Salvador, yeah? Yeah. The president of space is like, go hang out with the Minerva. They're the main characters. Until the Archangel launches again inexplicably. Don't worry the about it. The Archangel will never launch again. They must have trashed that thing. Also, purple-haired kumquat man wants to marry Kigali, and she's not into it because she got a promise ring from Atherin. And he's like, wait for me to come back from space college, and now he's on his way back. Um... <laughs> Also, the James Bond villain hasn't been around in a while. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Hey, yeah. remember when Druggies 2.0 and Neo fucking Roanoke were in this show? Oh, yeah. That was like 10 episodes ago. Yeah, I wanted to see in how that head, developed. In my head, they were a lot more involved. But like, like we exist. Later. We have to leave so that a boy can be sad. <laughs> 
I feel like there are a lot of good concepts here, and they just did not put the pieces together in the right order. Welcome to Gundam Sea Destiny, Tyler. <laughs> I just, I feel like they basically just had, like, a bunch of good things, and they're like, you got chocolate in my peanut butter. You got French toast on my sriracha. There are a bunch of good things that do not go together. <laughs> also, let's throw Kigali's personality right out the window and make her get married off to this purple man. You know, from FNAF. I've been trying to make that joke work for like six episodes now, and it doesn't quite. It doesn't, no. No. Yeah, I was trying to come up who who is Freddy Fazbear in this. Uh, The Freedom Gundam is Golden Freddy. (laughs) He just shows up and jump scares mobile suits' arms off. (laughs) (laughs) I approve of this plan. Uh... Is there a Gundam-themed restaurant? I feel like there should be. Probably. There are probably a bunch of Gundam-themed ca- pop-up cafes, at the very least. Every Gundam Build Fighters has multiple Gundam-themed restaurants. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. That's in-universe. No, I'm just thinking, like, so Gundam Girls are a thing, I think, officially endorsed by the creator of Gundam. I think just Fumina? I don't know. I, I saw a whole Who? article about multiple of them she, today. She's the, the protagonist of Gundam Build Fighters Try. Spoilers for the last episode, that character builds a model that is inspired by her. <laughs> and then it is her as a mobile suit. Um, it's very weird. It's a thing. She is very weirded out by it, and it ends with everybody fighting. <laughs> okay. The last episode of Try is great. There are more than one of them. More yes. of the story is I feel like this is an excellent premise for just like a a cafe of some sort. Everyone is dressed as I mean, a mobile suit. I just want someone dressed as Lacus Klein. That's all I want in my life. I feel like that's not very hard to accomplish. Look, I'm not saying it's never happened for me before, <laughs> but it's not happening right now. <laughs> I mean, I can, I, I, I can go get the costume. It's in my trunk. Uh, your hair's not quite the right pink. You'd need to reapply the dye. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so my we cleavage are... also isn't that good. I'm, so. I'm learning a lot about my friends I didn't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to watch Phase 14, Flight to Tomorrow. You can watch along on Crunchyroll. I recommend you don't. Skip this one, or better yet, skip this series. watch the last one again. We were so happy with Kira last episode. He did some stuff. Also, there was some sweet espionage tactical spy action. Maru got some bullet time. It was fun. Walfelt got to be Mega Man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, if I ever do an abridge of that, he's definitely going to make the buster noise. (laughs) (laughs) So we start with a flashback to Unitel and Kigali. They're getting married. Not asking, telling. And that they're going to sign the treaty with the Earth Alliance like she wants. Also, Ahara warns Lacus Klein she was going to be shot. Yeah, they get a flashback to all of the fighting in the in the mansion. Yeah, and then Maru and Waldfeld have a buddy cop show, and it's great. Also, I I guess Kira like kills some dudes. Well, Kira actually Kira, he tries uh, very specifically not to kill yeah. some dudes. Kira takes his time getting dressed and making sure he's wearing all of his belts. Look, they all give him a plus one to dodging bullets. He needs those right now. One per. The DM never said you could only wear one belt. So, <laughs> <laughs> how many does he have on his jacket? We should. Okay. Well, wait. No, not this scene. Um. No, that's three? the back. Five. Three. I count five because no. there are two buckles up at the. Or no, not- there are four up there. That's. That's seven. Did you notice? Oh no, that no, I'm starting the buckles twice. You're right. There, there are none on his pants, also, which <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> Why would you wear a belt there? I don't think I, I don't think Kira understands the purpose of a belt. I think he's also got belts on his like ankles. I'm pretty sure we can blame Tetsuya Nomura for this. Playing all the Kingdom Hearts games, I've gotten very used to that. <laughs> Get down, Miss President. Okay, yeah, he so totally does one, have two, three, belts yep. on his ankles. Well, that's to keep his pants from falling up. 
It, it <laughs> <laughs> He's no, wearing no, belt Those bottoms. are separate belts. He's got two belts on each sleeve. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so dumb. I mean, the Ash is actually kind of a cool-looking mobile suit. I will give it that. I mean, we ranked it pretty highly. Yeah, this is, it's literally everything we already talked about. Kira getting the freedom and going to town on some people. Lacus being really depressed about not wanting him to go kill people again. Kira being like, no, it's time for me to stop being sad and do some stuff. It's time I got a job. He's got a decent reason. It's like, I'd rather actually, you know, fight them instead of let them kill us all. That's why I put a giant robot in the basement. And apparently they also have the Archangel down there. To be fair, it looks like they have it in a hangar somewhere. It looks like it's in a hangar, but because of where they are when they go get it, it obviously comes up later, but it it looks like it's under the basement. It's in the basement. To be fair, I feel like most of the house is actually basement because it's built into the side of the mountain. Anyway, they all kill each other, kill themselves so as not to reveal their state secrets. It makes Kira sad. So sad that Birdie reincarnates itself. Uh, the, the shot of the kid that's like, yeah! <laughs> well, he just lost Rad Gundam battle. That's probably also the kid who's like, our house got blown up! Yeah, <laughs> I love that kid this episode. He's like, oh, our house got crushed again. <laughs> and we got a new uh, opening. High and Mighty Color is here to scream this Gundam opening at us. Starts very much like the fourth ep- opening of Gundam Seed with characters paired off in like, kind of ghost versions opposite each other what, what's a green suit flying by on the left that's, that's the, chaos. the chaos okay mm-hmm. are shin and stella a thing later because they keep doing that and i'm uh, not comfortable they, with this they've only look they've only shared like a second of screen time and shin groped stella's boobs which means they're married now <laughs> to be fair he was confused that his hands held this power so like, i'm how, like how surprised Moo was that his his hands held the power of sexual harassment <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever phrased it that way before, but that's what we, we did. did. <laughs> it starts with this cool, like, opposing shot, these, like, two opposite pans. One has Kira, Lacus, and Kigali, and the other and one's also, got... also, sh- Waltfeld is in the shot with Kira. Yes, that's true. He's off on the left. So is Maru. I just wasn't naming everybody. And then everybody on the Minerva and Atherin's on the other one, with their mobile suits in the background. Reused shot of Durundle in the middle. Of- and dramatic shot of... Uh- Maru, know, knowing who Neo fucking Roanoke is, well, but we ne- don't know who he is. It's Neo without his mask, but with his luxurious hair blowing in his face. And what, so what, we what can't mobile see suit it. is burning in the background? I think there. it's just a dagger. The head doesn't look right for a dagger. It might be a Wyndham. We haven't seen those yet. So I was trying to find an actual good picture of Kira wearing that outfit. That's um, a rad hoodie. Yeah, and then I, I found a rad really hoodie. bitchin' hoodie. And then also I found this cosplay ready Kira Yamato <laughs> oh outfit. It has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven belts. Eleven belts, ladies and gentlemen. I think my oh new my fitness God. goal is to buy that and just fast until I fit in it. But I will never be underweight enough to be Destiny Kira. The hoodie specifically, yes. Um, because I also make this like Ooh, I like that too. Yeah, that looks kind of chintzy though. I can yeah. The, the hoodie looks much higher quality. Yeah. Also, it's only twenty five dollars. Where where is this? Uh, it's currently on sale because another site was selling it for fifty. It is on Otaku Plan. Okay. A website I have bought legitimate stuff from before. Never heard of them. Anyway, back to this opening. We get the Atherin Bond thing that's in all the openings. More Stella and Shin. It's fine. We get the same blackest scene from the previous opening. Oh, I what didn't was notice the gold the, I didn't know the gold Waltfeld. mobile suit for Waltfeld. Uh yeah, I don't think he ever actually pilots that. Oh. It's just he's just Who was the redheaded dude that came after him? Uh Heine Westenfloos. 
<laughs> that sounded like a, that sounded like a made up name. Do you want to take that one more time? Nope. <laughs> That's actually his name. Yeah, he's voiced by the lead singer of TM Revolution. He was in an episode already. He just didn't have lines. Okay. And I was trying to save his name so Tyler would discover it on his own. <laughs> I did not realize we got a shot of that this early on. It's in full shadow Digimon style. I mean, I knew what it, it, it's not in full shadow now. Is but it a double Psycho weird. Gundam? Well, <laughs> not that one. I was actually thinking of the mobile suit. The Destiny. Yeah, that, that's actually the Destiny. Oh, the the one that just sparked a bunch of angel wings at us? Yes. Okay. Still better than the Wings Zero Custom. Uh... The Destiny's really grown on me as I grow older. I did not like it when I first uh, watched this series, and but I'm... we will get to it eventually. Yeah. I... yeah. It's better than the Impulse, right? Yeah. Uh, so the episode starts properly on some wreckage of blown up ashes. I love the fact that one of the kids is like, our house is crushed again. <laughs> yeah, again is the well, like, word Initially, there. I thought, oh, well, I mean, how often does that happen to this kid? But then you think about it. They moved here after their house was crushed by the falling yeah. uh, debris. So it made sense. Some kids move schools because their parents work all sorts of places. Some because their house keeps getting crushed. It happens. Yeah. So like, it's dangerous. You shouldn't be going in there and all that. So they're having a meeting in the freedom room. <laughs> the adults, I should say. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It's probably one of the only rooms that's still intact. Yeah. Can I just comment on the fact that I love that Walfeld saved his stupid desert shirt and he just if, wears it all the time? If you had that shirt, like, as, if you were, especially if you were Andrew Walfeld, <laughs> you had that shirt. I like, mean, that was never, uh, he chose to wear that. Zaf never, Patrick Zala never said, you must wear this desert tiger. That was his choice. Yeah, so they're actually discussing the ash. Yeah, and Walfeld's like, yeah, they're like brand new. Uh, only the military would have them. Which means that the military is who attacked us. And they were going after Lacus, so they want her dad? Lacus sad face. Yeah, she looks so... And dis- Waltfeld's immediate response is, the uh, <laughs> idea of moving to the plants may not be such a I good know. one after all. <laughs> Maybe we should make our own boat nation. <laughs> Maybe we should try that three ships alliance thing again. But maybe with a couple more ships and some sails. I love how there's a big hole in the road as this random-ass car comes driving up. It's got Kigala's maid we've never seen before in it, who's driving here, and she's like, what happened here? What on earth is this? She's extremely distressed by this, and I love well, it, because everyone I mean, else is just like, eh. Well, everyone else is just kind of taking it in stride, but she and shows she's like, up oh no, like, oh no. What on earth happened to your house? And assassination attempt, you know, the the usual, the what? It happens. Walfeld's like, I got to use my gun arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not my shooting arm. Oh wait, they're both my shooting arm. <laughs> I mean, that's why we keep this mobile suit in the basement. And she's like, Kira. And Kira's like, oh, woman I know. Here's a, We're going to name drop so that the audience makes it feel more like this is not just random woman who showed up. I mean, it makes sense because like, you can't introduce everybody, but Kira would know this person. Yeah. So it does really like reinforce that. She's like, anyway, Kigali lost all her agency and isn't allowed to do things anymore. So she gave me this letter to give you. So that she could secretly bring it to Kira. Which makes me wonder... Is Kigali actually trying to get Kira to come pull her ass out of the fire? I really, given the nature of the letter, I really don't think so. Neither do I. She would have to have agency for that. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like, that's not even in keeping with traditional Kigali's MO, because she's very self-sufficient. I mean, she doesn't ask for help from no one. From what we've seen in Seed, she just, you know, deck Yuna and leave. Yeah, You have to tackle her when there's no gravity to stop her, just to hug her. (laughs) Guys? 
I'm staring at Kira's jacket right now, and I'm realizing those arm things don't actually go all the way around his arms. So I think that's actually four on each arm. They're just buckles with parts <laughs> of belts coming out of them. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Their no. immediate response to the, the whole, like, giving Kira the letter, it actually makes sense to me. Maru asks if there's something wrong with Kigali, and Lakis asks if she's been injured. Because, like, they know Kigali. This isn't the kind of thing. Kigali wouldn't hand a letter to a maid. She just come yell at Kira. And the maid's like, no, it's worse. She's getting married. Um, <laughs> to a dick. I was going to point out that Kira has, like, a red undershirt, but it does not come up to where his V-neck coat is open <laughs> to. So either the shirt is part of a coat, or he's wearing, like, a super low-cut tank top. On the uh, cosplay you had, the red was definitely in part of that outfit. Anyway, maid's like, yeah, no, she's fine. She's just, you know, getting ready to be married. And everyone's like, Nani? It's like, hey, shouldn't we get invitations to that? Yeah. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> Kira reacted so hard his eyes shimmered, so... Yeah, so apparently she's living with Yuna's family right now. Until the wedding. Kigali has shut down. This is not that ridiculous a wedding dress. No, the dress is actually not bad. The veil's a little... It's the makeup. It's a little much. Which you know Yuna's mom did, because we will see Yuna's mom. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the makeup and the... It's actually the weird pigtails that they put her hair into for some reason. Anyway, Maid is kind of upset that the Sarens are rushing through it so quickly. <laughs> I love how she, like, starts yelling at Waltfeld. <laughs> like, she's specifically standing right next to Waltfeld and yelling this, and well, Waltfeld's reaction is, oh, lady, don't look at me. It's like, not my fault. I, I don't like, know what's going I on. I have not had my coffee yet today. I am not prepared. Ma'am, I have not had my coffee yet today. I just got shot at by people I don't know. You need to back off. My pe- would it be better if we got shot at by people he does know? <laughs> Acosta shows up. Acosta's just doing a practice assassination attempt. Yeah, well, I mean, it's training, you know, so they're they're ready. Acosta shows up and starts shooting at Waltfeld, and he's like, "Damn, Acosta, not good enough. Give me my coffee." <laughs> this is all or for all those Guatemalan beans. <laughs> she is specifically yelling to Waltfeld about how they're taking advantage of her dad being dead. I like the idea. He's like, "You should be her new dad, Waltfeld. You're well, you got those dad vibes." It also kind of makes sense because Waltfeld is the you know the oldest male character in the in yeah. the area. If Maru is team mom, Waltfeld has inherited the title of team dad. The problem is because it's clearly not Kira. I say so my problem with uh, Waltfeld being team dad is that he's clearly got cool uncle vibes. Well, so no, that was Moo. Yeah, exactly. And Moo was also cool uncle. Yeah, but Walt felt, you know, got shot, had to retire and become a dad. <laughs> so <laughs> I just used like, to be an uncle like you until I took this. Just so- like Rancic from Time Force, the main villain in the uh, crossover in the next series, he gets redeemed at the end of the series. Uh, so in the next episode's crossover, he gives up his powers to stop the crossover villains and turns from a cyborg played by Vernon Wells from uh, The Road Warrior into just a barbecue dad with an apron. <laughs> <laughs> so... In Gundam Seed, initially, it was Moo was cool Uncle Moo. Yes. So was Maru team mom and Nataro team dad? Yes. yes. <laughs> no, All right. No, Nataro was definitely dad. That, that's what I said. Yeah. No, I'm just reiterating. Yeah, because she's it. bright. She's just not allowed to slap anyone because it's the 2000s now. So uh, I believe it's uh, Kigali now reading. Like, it's Kigali's voice reading the letter to Kira as he is reading it. And she's like, hey, I wanted to tell you this in person, but I'm not allowed to do things anymore. Look at her hair. It's so bad. <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to join the Alliance, so that sucks. Uh, everything sucks. Here's a ring Atherin gave me. Please give it back to him. It's going to be mega awkward. Sorry. Okay, bye. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would have at least come to make you give it to him in person, but I'm the Marys. Okay. I didn't notice that before. There's a shot where, like, there's a bikini model, like, commercial in the background. and there's That's a dude all Orb is, is bikini well, And there's a dude, there's a dude on the phone, like, on a payphone, and he's looking back at this ad. And we also get, like, a shot of, some shots of, like, Kigali, like, holding up, like, a dress and trying to walk and being bad at it. It's not good. No, and Yuna's laughing at her like an asshole. Anyway, she's like, but I'm president, so I have to get married. I have to do this for Orb, and everyone else is like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I mean, giving the ring to Kira makes some sense so that they won't take it away from her. But at the same time, like, come on, Kigali, you're a tougher character than this. We know you are. You should keep the ring so you can punch people with it. <laughs> get, a, get a set of brass knuckles. You, we know you have a gun somewhere. Yeah, call it the Mark of Zala. And whenever, so, whenever there is evil, brand them with your husband's sigil. <laughs> fiance. I'm sorry. Fiance sigil. And be like, he, people dropped this asteroid on the planet in this guy's dad's name. <laughs> yeah, so she apologizes to Kira for not talking to anybody about it and tries to dress it up. Like, I'll be doing my best thing I can. But, but, but. But Kira's think... like, I'm flashing back to, to Atherin complaining. But I, and I have to be a good wingman. <laughs> Very determined face. He let me date his fiance. I can't let this happen. This shall not pass. <laughs> like he, he actually does look very determined. Like, this is one of the most determined Kira shots we've seen. And he's not preparing to go murder eight people. I think my biggest problem with this is there's no indication of how this helps Orb from Kagali's perspective. Yeah, it, it doesn't right? make any sense. Like, Yuna has been saying, oh, yeah, this will help. It doesn't make, like, how? Yeah, it's a unified front. Y yes, but like I think we need more. We need more insight into how Orb works. So like Kigali's trying to convince herself this is the right thing to do, but we as the audience see no reasons like the what no upside to this because right? they aren't they aren't a monarchy or they don't seem to be a monarchy or a hereditary government. They seem to be a represent a representative democracy. So how is it two rich families getting married helps the nation? Have you noticed how many unmarried presidents there have ever been in the United States? Well, Zero. That's, that's true. Zero ever. Have you also seen how many presidents are married or get married once they're in office? Also zero that's my they're already married well they're not yeah, marrying I, for political she, advantage. She needs to do this in order to become queen president. <laughs> Relina didn't get married and she became queen of the world. She also formed the world. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the ether. <laughs> At first, she there was nothing. Did. And then Relina said, Hero Yui. And there was life. <laughs> <laughs> she basically did. Queen... She's like, oh no, the world sucks. I made a nation. Now you shall all bow before me. Queen Peacecraft pulled a sad boy out of the ether. <laughs> Angry boy, actually. Sangry boy. No, Kira's, or not Kira. <laughs> Hero is not sad. He's a little sad at the end, but yeah, he's he's more an angry boy. He's more a murder boy. That's true. I'll kill you. <laughs> he's a murder hobo because he doesn't have a home. Nah, he hacks his way into a school and lives there. And then he lives on a ship. And then he lives in a castle. And then he lives in a jail cell. <laughs> this this does sound an awful lot like a D and D campaign. Yeah, Gundam Wing is a D and D campaign where the characters keep fucking splitting up. <laughs> and Wufei's like, I have my character would go out on his own. <laughs> and Tro's Tro can't show like, up. I for lost the my memory. Tro's me. He's the guy who only shows up like every other play session. So back to Gundam Seed. 
We cut to the wedding temple of Orb. I'm sorry, the wedding pyramid. The timing on this is like really weird because like before we saw her wearing, we saw Kigali wearing the dress. Now it seems like they're setting things up, but then they'll kind of like back up again. Like, I s- wouldn't you expect this kind of thing to already be set up? Yeah, I kind of think she was wearing the dress for like rehearsal because I assume this with all the pageantry and stuff, it was more heavily rehearsed than the average wedding. Maybe. But yeah, there's TV crew setting up. Sad Kigali is sad. I love her wedding gauntlets. <laughs> They're kind of random. She's like, ah, I and remember the when first I, of the flashbacks. I remember <laughs> when I met a sangry boy on an island, like all girls dream of one day. And he tried to kill me. It was so romantic. I also tried to kill him at some point. He was so good at the kicks and the throws. Then he realized I was a girl. <laughs> we were half naked together in a cave, just like every girl dreams of. <laughs> I threw a gun like my brother does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he makes it work. <laughs> it didn't do anything for me. I guess it's because I'm a natural and he's a coordinator. I really like her tactic of throw blanket on Athrun's head. Well, I mean, it, it is a way to distract him while she got some distance. And block his field of view. We were I remember when it went negative <laughs> into the negaverse. That always happens when Athrun likes somebody. The he gun said, went off, didn't kill either one of us. He sends people to the shadow realm <laughs> right, right before becoming infatuated. Negaverse. Ah, oh, that makeup is so bad. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I, too much mascara, too much everything. A lot of screaming. I don't remember what? when he killed my brother, and we were kind of both sangry about it. My brother killed a nickel, played, and he really wanted a soda. Piano. It's like Ziggy played guitar, except it's a nickel played piano. That was good a song. I actually really love Athrun's response here, and it makes me wish we got more of any of this sort of thing in Destiny. Um... I don't even remember. There will be characters crying at each other in Destiny. Don't worry. No, that's right. I just really like that Athrun goes from, like, angry at the accusation and then, like, just... Well, it's because incre- it's the same accusation he's been making against himself. Yeah, he was going to fight back, and then he did, he's like, oh, shit, she's right. Uh, it's most... I think the thing I dislike about her makeup the most is the eyeshadow, specifically. It's not a good color on her, but also that hairstyle is so dumb. It makes her look like she's 50. <laughs> Also, those TV screens are glitching the heck out in the background there. So and we, suddenly Murdoch. Sorry, I, I thought I was about to sneeze. That's why I wanted to pause you. Yeah. We cut to an orb crowd. Also, Murdoch is a playable yeah. character in SD Gundam Chat <laughs> Generation. <laughs> is Helmsman? Yes, also Helmsman. Awesome. Mal- Mal- no, Malik is the Minerva's Helmsman. Awesome. <laughs> so, like, we, we get a shot of Murdoch and Helmsman in this crowd. And meeting up. I'm like, yo, long time no see. Which go to the cool wedding together. They're not going to the cool wedding. Also, it's an awful wedding. Why is his dad still wearing the glasses? They're prescription. They're prescription game glasses. Oh, God. Because life is a game, and he's winning. <laughs> he's crushing it. He's getting his son married to this hot blonde that's two years younger than him. Oh, my God. It's a pro-gamer move. <laughs> really, like, I wonder what the political situation is such that they are both dressed in their wedding finery, and there was, like, Fucking a hundred people in this room, and they're like, okay, time to get into the stupid car and drive. These are all the political people who know this is a terrible idea pre-gaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, it's it's a matter of we don't know enough about the Orb's political situation to really understand what's going on. Yeah, are these actually politicians? Are these all newsmen that are just very fancily dressed? And, and you know, again, has to go into, uh, I'm a massive dick. You, your hair should be longer, because that's what I want. Yeah, have you seen that Lacus girl? Wait, Man, her hair's shorter than his. Fair. I guess he's not being a hypocrite, at least. Okay, so... It's still stupid. So, if if you notice, this car, in addition to just being a bonkers car design, has 
completely black windows when they <laughs> yes. get in. And every exterior shot we see, there are black windows on this car. Just store that for about five minutes. So Yuna tries to get Kigali drunk so she's more pliable because he's an upstanding guy. And he's like, hey, are you all right? You haven't been talking today. And she's like, nah, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And he's like, don't you mean, yeah, watch no, your language. I am fine. Do not worry. And I, I assume that's him attempting to make her, like, try to say, like, you should sound more formal. More feminine, I think, is actually what he's trying to get her to do. Uh, less, less of a tomboy that her character has been in the past. She's like, hey, you're getting married. At least look happy. No. We get a, we get a discussion of Maru and Kira talking about... Uh, is it the right thing to do? And, and Kira goes, like, do you yes. not think that I consider every other option? <laughs> yeah, it, it's our only option. We don't know what they're talking about yet. I assumed he was going to go to war at this point, and it turns out the answer is yes, but not the way I thought he was. There's another belt. On, there's another small belt on the front I didn't I see. <laughs> it's so That's dumb. how Kira denotes his levels. <laughs> <laughs> Some people get an extra... St- you know, I'm so higher rank in the Three Ships Alliance, they don't have any more promotions for me, so I just get another belt every time. <laughs> Yes. Lacus wants to promote me. <laughs> Maru Mar- looks so sad about this. Yeah. Kira looks determined. Maru just looks sad. She actually looks tired to me, but yeah, I get what you're getting at. Uh, they have been up all night. And the, you, like in Batman Forever, where they have a secret double bat cave under the bat cave, they've got a <laughs> secret basement under their basement that has the Archangel. The, the Archangel. How did they and- manage to sneak it in here? Good contractors. It's a goddamn warship. Did the Federation never go looking They for called it? Bruce Wayne and said, hey, who made that cave for you? <laughs> See, my assumption here is that this was already here. Um, and because they defected to Orb, Orb, like, knew, or Kigali specifically knew it was here when they put it in. And it's just been there. No, yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. My problem He's is. He's like, physically, how did they get it here? Yeah, well, but that, I guess it, the same way they get it out. I mean, how did the Federation not go looking for it? They knew it wasn't uh, Probably destroyed. part of the treaty. And also, it got pretty banged up at the end there. That's fair. And they, like Jeremy said, probably part of the treaty said you, uh, they are allowed to go to Orb. Like, you can't, no extradition, you can't come after them. Because since they're living under false names, they're probably still wanted for desertion. It was built in a Orb colony, which is still, you know, it was Earth Federation property. But they already stole it. They stole it before the war was over. <laughs> That's fair. So apparently they managed to recall a good chunk of the crew because we see Waltfeld talking to people. And they got a whole bunch of shirts on Redbubble so they would all have new uniforms. Yeah, I was going to say, what are these uniforms? Three Ships Alliance. Okay, because Orb is wearing I was very assumed it was similar the Orb. uniforms. They're very similar to Orb uniforms, but they're not quite. The colors are a bit different. Murdoch and Helmsman show up and are like, yo. What's up? So I literally just tried to look up the Helmsman's name Waltfeld, and I could not find it. Not Waltfeld. Murdoch looks like like, he just woke up from a bender. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man, I got your text. Yeah, I'm a mechanic. So we we, uh, we get a shot I, I actually really like of Lacus saying goodbye to all the kids in her awesome admiral outfit. Yeah, I was going to ask why she gets why she doesn't have to wear the uniform. Because she's queen because of the Three she's Ships Lackis. Alliance. She's the leader of the Three Ships Alliance. Because Kira is clearly in charge, and she's, he said she's in charge. Reverend Macchio and Kira's mom are, like, watching them leave. And Kira's like, we have to go before a crazy man in a mask tries to murder all of humanity again. It happens surprisingly frequently. So I was trying to come up with a good name for Kira's mom because I don't know that we ever learned her first name. Um, I was Lenore be- sounds right to me. But Lenore I- is Athrin's mom. Ah. Um, I was going to call her Kira's Mamato. 
<laughs> no, she would be Mamato Yamato. Yeah, I was going to just say Mamato. I'm like, oh, this is not- it needs a little more flavor. I'm landing on Kira's Mamato. That's that's her name now. Yeah, anyway, so time for reused footage from Gundam Seed. Because boy, are they trying to save budget on this one. That's the Gundam Seed Destiny MO. Poor Flay died. Again. Mu died too. And again, a shot of the, of the strike dying. Like, it's still a really cool shot, but god damn it. Also, Neo Athern got Rono. transmuted into blood. Athern. Also, Azrael got transmuted into blood. <laughs> uh, that's because I tried to uh, transmute. The pausing wow. on that shot. You, the, I did good. The look of Nataral in that shot is oh. just so brutal. She gets brutalized at the end there. Yeah. Well, she's like incredibly pale, presumably due to the blood loss. And then we get the eye catch on that cheery note. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to our favorite part of Final Fantasy X, the part where Titus storms the Church of Yevon to save his newly developed crush from marrying a literal monster. Also, Yuna was there. Waka waka. I'm recording this from my study, which has a ton of stuff on the desk in it right now because we're in the middle of a voluntary self-quarantine. It's been interesting, as I'm sure it has for all of you, although by the time this comes out, I think it will have been about a month, maybe a month and a half since I recorded this, so I don't know. It's weird times. While I'm here, I want to go ahead and plug our Patreon. We have a bunch of forward episodes of all of our shows up there. Also, we really want to push towards that $100 a month goal, just so that we have an excuse to play Journey to Jaburo, and then record ourselves doing that, and you can all laugh at us. It'll be hilarious. Uh, Jeremy and I both have, like, an unreasonable fondness for that game also, so I'm sure it'll be a good time if we ever manage to get around to doing it. Also, the usual, like, radars on iTunes and stuff. Also, hey, it's been weird out there recently, so thanks for listening to us, and keep sane, everyone. Alright, back to Dramatic Wedding Rescues. Cue Motorcade with the stupid car. Okay, so remember the <laughs> stupid car. It has tinted windows. It has black tinted windows in every shot, except now, all of a sudden, they're not tinted windows as Yuna's trying to force Kigali to win. Honestly, it's because they're trying to save budget. It's easier to animate the car with flat black windows from the moving moving shots and not have to just, like, explain why you can't see the characters inside. That'd be my explanation. And so Yuna's like, come on, act happy. Happiness is mandatory. Holy You're cr- so pretty when you smile. <laughs> Ghost Dad! Kira lost 16 pounds. They're all under... They all need a cheeseburger! The Archangel needs to go through the drive-thru! <laughs> How did... My, my problem is that they lost weight. How? We went, we've Being been over very this. sad. We've been over this. Well, yeah, I was just looking up, I think, Kigali or Lacus last time. I did not look up either of the boys. <laughs> They're all so underweight! So Kira is five foot six and one hundred twenty eight. Actually, that's pretty standard BMI. That's not too bad. Damn, um, Kira's short. Kira's short. Yep, five foot six. Man, he's Japanese. Pretty sure that's shorter than my dad. He's actually not even five foot six. He's well, no, yeah, no, it's five foot six. He's like five seven. Actually, he's five point five seven feet. Yeah, I mean, he's shorter than you. Yep. Jeez, that's short. <laughs> anyway, Ghost Dad is like, hey, remember when I had ideals? Oh, my. Oh, my. 
Do you want to know what Kira's mom's name is? Because Please. That's what I was Please. actually looking up. It is Karadad? Karadad? Karadad Yamatev. It is C-A-R-I-D-A-D. Do they have an article on his dad? Yes. Who Please tell me what van- happened to him. <laughs> he vanished between Gundam Seed and Gundam Seed Destiny. His name was Haruma, apparently. I will go look this up. Look, it's the one frame of him that ever appeared in the show. Uh, there are a couple of other frames, but not very many. Hey, this is a flashback to this series. Shin is angry. Not anymore. Okay, <laughs> now well, we're back to the Gundam Seed again. So we, we had to take a few minutes to go off on this because it's a pretty long article. I imagine. Um, all right. Uh, Haruma Naruto, or Naruto, wow. <laughs> Haruma Yamato is a fictional character in the Cosmic Era timeline and appears in Go- Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. He is the husband of Karadad Yamato and the adoptive father of Kira Yamato. That's it. That's the entire article. That's <laughs> he, literally all we know about him. When okay. Kigali's dad got, died, the forces keeping him tethered to this realm were no longer powerful enough, and he slipped into the ether, never to be seen uh, again. He, he is, according to this, still alive. I don't know what happened to him. He's just gone. Yeah, we get more more ghost dad yelling at Kigali. Why can't you understand and be mature? And more Shin yelling at Kigali too. Just people yelling at Kigali this episode. Uh, I listened to a power. I listened to a couple Power Rangers podcasts, and one this week did an episode of Lost Galaxy. Where if you don't know the story of Lost Galaxy, one of the the Pink Ranger, the actress, had leukemia, and so there was a while she couldn't act. There was an episode where the monster literally turned the girls into trophies that the boys had to motorcycle race the. Boys for those wow. girls had more agency in that episode than Kagali does in this one. Wow. wow. Ow. So we got the motorcade moving up to Orb Wedding Mountain. Yeah, the wedding pyramid of Orb. It's got a waterfall. I don't know. It looks like a sweet place to have a like it looks like a sweet fighting game stage. There's some good stairs to throw your enemy down. And in a in a flashback to Atherin and Kigali kissing on the Archangel. Was it on the Archangel or was that on the Kusanagi? That was on the Archangel. And Kigali's tying and Yuna's like, those better be tears of happiness. I'm like, does he need to rub it in? Like, she, yes. he already knows that she's not into this. He's not that dense. Yeah, yeah I think he really is. We get back to the Archangel and, and we get preparing that, to launch. We get that sweet, sweet techno babble. Conduits and APU online. Power so, flow sable. I love how there's just a fuel tank in the top right. So just <laughs> before the screen we're currently looking at pop, up there was actually a thing that said like 13 gallons and i don't know <laughs> gallons of what it just said gallons maybe that's the water that's about to also fill i like their selector that is stop what is that oiling idling, boost, idling racing slow, normal, normal. Slow. i like that racing <laughs> is one of the speeds that the archangel has <laughs> take no, us the racing it's, speed helmsman <laughs> it's the racing setting that's what they use when they go out on a uh, battleship formula one it causes the ablative gel to pop up his racing stripes on it. And <laughs> <laughs> it goes faster and corners better. They don't have a speedometer. Luckily, they do have a speed meter. <laughs> uh, the fuel tank's just Why oscillating the, the, wildly. <laughs> the fuel tank is spazzing well, out. Well, it's like when you start your car and it starts on yeah. empty. And, then it gets... <laughs> and it's, it's, it's taken a few moments to measure the levels. Honestly, you're not supposed to look at those shots too closely, but... Walt I Felt love every his... scene with Waldfeld in this yeah. episode. He just Walt... looks so happy the entire Walt time. Waldfeld takes his seat next to the helmsman. He takes Tall's old seat. Is uh, giving some techno babble. I, my, one of my problems with the shot of the Archangel is that earlier we saw the like the combat bridge and all that, but when you actually get the, like the wide shot of it, it doesn't seem to be there anymore. Oh, the CIC, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like because every other time it should we've... be between the captain's chair and the 
uh, com, right? Yeah. I wonder if it's, it's, there is like a little, like the, the comms chairs go up. I wonder if it's in that little, like but it, no, but it, that not, divot there. There's not enough room back there. I, under it, you don't think? Yeah, well, because when we when it shows Lacus, there's a close up of Lacus, and it's just flat ground behind him. Oh, I meant under her, under where Lacus is sitting. Uh, maybe, but because like, you see we, that that dark area, they there? must have had to change the the thing up because, like in the previous series, we could yeah. like Maru could literally turn around and look at Natarl. To be fair, it, the ship did get pretty banged up. Maybe they redesigned the bridge while they were. I mean, maybe, it. but the thing is, like we saw Walt felt down there earlier. Yeah. I know. So, where did it go? Lacus is on comms and Natarl's sitting next to the captain's not, chair. Not Natarl. Uh, oh, Maru right. is standing yeah. next to the... Yes. Natarl is dead. Natarl is dead. And Waltfelt is on the chair, like I said, next to the helmsman. And Maru offers him the uh, the captain's chair. Yeah. Well, like she did with Moo. He's like, I don't want to be in charge again. He's like, uh, Commander Waltfelt, you're you're good captain. You, yeah, should, have you, you should sit here. And he's like, I know who the Archangel's captain is. I don't have nearly enough rack for this responsibility. We'll get hit and there'll just be nothing. <laughs> well, like he gives the same response Moo did. Yeah. Where it's understaffed and I may need to sortie, which is kind of a neat touch, but also it it also gives that impression that uh, Walt Felt does have the uh cuz he says the seat is definitely yours. It's like this is your ship. This has always been your ship. So that's your chair. Well, and she accepts yeah. it a lot more willingly than she did the first time. Yeah. she. It looks like who's coming home when she sits down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All okay network. <laughs> yeah. My favorite TV channel. I, and pri- unlike the last time Kira was here with his parents nearby, he is actually like hugging his mother and saying goodbye. Fuck dad. <laughs> Fuck dad. Yeah. <laughs> your new boyfriend's okay. <laughs> he's got magic. Priest but, like powers, He's actually being a decent human being. And, you know, goodbye. I'm sorry. I couldn't. You know, I'm sorry this happens. This is happening again. Yeah. And his mom's like, hey, it's okay, but remember she this is home. She looks really haggard in that shot. Well, she probably had a long-ass night. She did get shot at, and her house, her second house blew up. Her her house and her summer home have blown up. And her son is leaving again. Yeah. With his girlfriend. And, and they will not even sleep in the same room, so how long until grandchildren? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they are both coordinators, so that might be a while. <laughs> yeah, they're probably not compatible, huh? That's a thing about well, them I had not thought about. Maybe they never act. They, obviously, they never go into it. It's also entirely possible they are. So. That's true. Compatible? How they like, explain? It, well, they they go into it in like the first years. The reason why they use the uh, the arranged because, marriages is to increase the odds of getting a fertile baby. Yeah, because the they accidentally bred breeding out of coordinators, and yeah. both Lacus and Kira are. S- well, the first, uh, at least Kira's first generation, Lacus is at least second. At least second. Probably more than that. So. I have faith in their ability to plant a seed. <laughs> They'll just do seed mode? Yep. <laughs> well, you know, if it gets real intense. Lacus <laughs> will start a soliloquy. It'll be really awkward. Lacus will soliloquy, and a- Kira will think about how much he wants to kill Atherin. <laughs> Kira will probably start crying. Oh, my God. Sounds like a pretty you normal know, I'm, going, I'm not going to yuck their yums. <laughs> I'm going to hell. Yeah, and Kira promises to come back. Yeah. Because and, unlike Atherin, he does not have a death wish. And uh, one of those weird things, like, they say, laminate armor now active. It's armor. <laughs> you don't turn armor on. We've been over this. <laughs> well, well I, I, they just always wanted to say that because the phase shift armor you do turn on. So. <laughs> and, like, they're flooding the chamber, which is weird because before we saw that the Archangel couldn't go underwater. Yeah, but now it's a submarine. Now it is a submarine. Mr. Wang, just like a submarine. 
I do like Submarine Archangel. It leads to some cool stuff. Yeah, see, like that that's what I mean. Is like Kira walks yeah. straight out. No, I mean under them. No, I, I'm just saying that before yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like that. But. I thought it was between them and the uh bridge, but well, it's the not there either. Yeah. yeah. So well, no, it was always it was always between like where the comms officer was because uh, Millie was always right behind Maru. That's true. Kira comes to stand awkwardly at the stand awkwardly on the bridge position. <laughs> they need to get like a jump seat or something. Yeah. Like, Kira's like, I want a chair, but there's no open chairs despite how understaffed. No, see, that's why they took out the CIC is because like the Archangels are always understaffed anyway. All these <laughs> chairs are going to be empty. <laughs> Lacus needs one of those cool side chairs like the new Gundam has, so Kira can just hang there. I was actually thinking that specifically. <laughs> Kira needs a sidecar chair to sit next to And we get some, some things that I actually really like, like Maru ordering engines at 20% and the helmsman repeating it. I like the oh, like, I'm procedural stuff. It's great. You, you didn't think you could open up, like, make the, the tunnel a little wider so you're not at risk of accidentally running into the side of it? I don't want anyone to find you. You don't want any sharks in there. I just imagined a shark wearing a char mask. And so we cut to the uh, from the Archangel leaving its underwater home, underwater bat cave, to Kigali and Dickhead ascending the stairs so at the ziggurat. I do want to point out Yuna's mother just looks like she's she's like Yes, you have triggered my truck car. Yeah. She, she's the villain she's the team rocket villain from Final Fantasy Ten too. <laughs> she does yeah, that's look a lot like surprisingly her. accurate. Speaking of Final Fantasy Ten. For whatever reason, like, this just makes me think of the Futurama joke when they go underwater. It's like, how many atmospheres is this rated for? Well, it's a spaceship, so I'm going to go with between zero and one. <laughs> and then the Archangel takes flight. Out of the water. It's a pretty cool shot. Some good CGI water falling between there. Some less good CGI Archangel. <laughs> it's better CGI water in Archangel than it was in Seed. Yep, no, this is true. Or Cure's mom and and everybody have teleported from the basement I mean, it probably took them a while to surface. Yeah, but enough time for them to get to the top of the mountain? Depends on how deep they were. I guess. But is I believe it's Lacus saying, you know, I, I'm i sure there's nothing to worry about with you, but uh, go ahead and be careful anyway, as Kira is, pro- is uh, prepping the freedom for launch. And we get, like, a shot of, like, orb control tower. And kind of like, sir? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a dude turning around just like, sir? And it looks like Gendo. It, it totally looks like it Gendo looks like from young Evangelion. Gendo. It looks like young Gendo. And, and he's like, even got it, the same pose, like, with the, with the hands folded. I wonder if that's supposed to be an intentional reference. You're absolutely like, except for he's smiling, so his wife must still be alive. Yes. So we have gathered here today. So Halamea. Oh, we got a new person? Halamea. Halamea. It's, uh, it was the G- Hawaiian the go- fertility goddess. Well, it's also specifically the goddess that the people of Orb worship. Yep. Uh, Kigali gave Atherin that locket of Halamea to protect him. Yep, I remember that. I just, it's an actual goddess, which makes me wonder, like, what weird universe do we live in? And I love how, like, kind of soft and quiet Lacus is. Like, this is not my normal job. Like, freedom, you can, yeah, you can you take may, off You now. may take off now. It's not the, uh, you're clear for launch or anything. You may and take Kira's off. like, I'm off! <laughs> Here's like, oh man, I've been practicing this in my dreams for so long. Let's like Atherin was so cool and he would let's do it. Unknown approaching, unknown approaching, scramble! And Gendo's like, uh, prepare to take off. <laughs> he is definitely Gendo, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean Prepare unit one. Get Katsuragi on the phone. <laughs> Wait, hang on. So they're launching are these sky graspers? They look these like These are Windoms. Oh, these are Windoms? We don't know that yet. The one of the dudes, th- this is the Archangel, isn't it? I don't like Archangel when I see the Archangel on radar. <laughs> this is the Archangel. Dude has a huge, has huge ears. Yep. Like, and the freedom. <laughs> 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 so we cut to Orb Temple. 
And they're like, we pledge your loyalty to each other in the name of Seymour. <laughs> Do you accept them in sin and in calm? <laughs> yeah, so they're doing the whole wedding thing. Shit starts hitting the fan. And Yuna's like, yes, I accept. And Kigali's like, oh, well, like, He doesn't actually get a chance to say it. Like, it's no use. The forces can't catch well, up to he, them. He says yes. Yeah, Yuna says I, yes. Okay, I missed that. And then they're like, hey, what's going on? And they're starting to evacuate. And there's like, Protect Lady Kigali. Counterattack. And some Astrays get their arms blowed up as the freedom is here with Valfor. <laughs> and be like, jump. Sup. <laughs> I love that you know, like jumps behind Kagali. I know. But it, like Kagali immediately just starts like yelling at Kira. Like I did not bright you, you dumb brother. What are you doing? Like yeah. it's like she took he took her favorite toy. Ah oh, man, everyone I just is just, love oh, Yuna's reactions. Yeah, hide uh, hide behind scene. Kagali. <laughs> dumbs dumbs just start get pushed over and out. And the uh, freedom lands angel sigh. Yeah, he's like, sup? No, you are not allowed to marry my sister. I'm taking this. Yeah, Yuna <laughs> just runs away while. Kira picks Kigali up. Yeah, and she's just yelling and berating him, and he's just, yep. And Kira's like, this is amusing to me. <laughs> Time to leave. I j- <laughs> yeah, bye. I did just watch a movie where someone got crushed by doing this. Well, to be fair, that was also intentional. Like, it, she was fine until... Yeah, he, he did hold her hostage for a while. That first. is fair. And his, yeah, I'm and, not entirely sure that they're yeah. not taking... Uh, oh, like hostage. I said, this is the mo- this is the episode where Kigali gets kidnapped twice. <laughs> well, and then like after he starts taking off, Yuna starts screaming, out, "Why aren't you shooting at them?" It's like, yeah, Kigali's, and like, yeah, we're gonna hit her. If, if we start shooting, we could hit her. And this face right here, that transition was so good. And he's just like, "Bring back my Kigali. He stole my balloons. Why didn't they tell me he had one of those?" Yeah, he looks so despondent. He actually looks like a child who had their favorite toy taken away and then told they couldn't have a cookie. I love how the like the guard over there on the side is just like looking at him like, dude, man the fuck up. So the Freedom and the Doves are flying back to the Archangel. Like Kagali starts squirming, be like, hey, you put, put me, me down. down. Like she got her some of her character back. Yeah. It's great. Her brother is near. But two Windoms show up on radar and Kira's like, hey, sorry, opens up the cockpit. And helps her in. Yeah, well, he's a gentleman. Yeah. Well, I, I also like his like immediate reaction here is just because it's um, it's like kind of a non non sequitur. Just yeah. wow, that is an awesome dress. <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, could you like not, kid- you know, kidnap me?" She, yeah, she's always trying to yell at me. He's like, eh, be, be quiet for a minute. You're like in the way. I'm about, I, I have see. to shoot down some guy's arms, and they're like, "Hey, freedom, land at once." And he's like, "Oh no, they don't have and, arms." Well, Kira's just sorry. He just de-wings them. Zach's favorite tactic in Mech Tunzeta. <laughs> it really is. And Kigali's like, get me off this crazy thing. So he starts flying over the battleships of that one guy. We give him orders like, like, the freedom has kidnapped Lady Kigali from her wedding. Exercise extreme caution. Listen, and the guy's like, well, the guess freedom? we can't do anything then. <laughs> don't do anything. Guess don't, don't shoot him. We wouldn't want to hit Kigali. Exercise extreme caution, right? Or does that just surround them? He's like, yeah, sure. They can fly and are a submarine. <laughs> do you actually know what that ship can do even without the freedom on board? And Walter's like, okay, mission accomplished. We time to go. McDonald's? I think McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, have you seen these kids? They need a cheeseburger. I... <laughs> Has anyone made that McDonald's chart for Gundam Seed characters? Because I feel like we need I to if we haven't so. yet. 
the archangel immediately like starts submerging after they do that. And now it's even more terrifying because it can just now the archangel is a shark. <laughs> just da 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 da. Fire actually, You grin. might say it's the shark angel. <laughs> I actually really love this because like one of the dudes. Aid is like the cat. The archangel is going underwater. They're getting away. He's like, they have to attack. They said ex- exercise extreme caution. Like I don't know, I don't know what to do. And then he salutes, which yeah. I love. Well, it's not just him; it's all of the captains. Yeah, like they show all the captains of these ships, and they're all saluting the archangel. So my interpretation of this is: these are all the guys. These are all the veterans. Like the captains are the veterans of the last war, when yep. the archangel was actually helping them. With the archangel was thirty three percent of their forces. <laughs> yeah, so like they're doing that because like they remember what these people did before and what these people have done for the world. Whereas all their subordinates are kind of like, um. We're not important enough to try this. Especially because <laughs> like, he has the line of, um, take care of Kigali and good luck. And we get the new ending with the Archangel going underwater. And in contrast to the opening, which I don't think is bad, this might be my favorite Gundam ending. I actually really like this one. It took me a couple times to warm to it, but when I was watching the series through the first time, I listened to this every time. It was and not bad, yeah. I really like it. We also do, while the ending's playing, get... Kigali and Kira disembarking on the Archangel, and she looks like a lost puppy, still in that terrible makeup. Uh, well, she looks a little bit like she looks a little bit nervous. Like these are, now, it's not just like these are random people. Now these are people I know. <laughs> That's true. Now people I know have to see me in this dress and yeah. this makeup. And that is episode fourteen. Um, it sucks. <laughs> the side is liking the ending, kind of. Uh, like there's some good unifaces, but man, it's so awkward with Kigali in that car. For yeah. so long. Well, and on top of that, it also has the problem of um, so much time is spent on saving animation and flashbacks. Granted, they are flashbacks to try and help understand where Kigali's head is at. But, oh my god, you used so freaking many. It's a 20-minute epi- a twenty minute episode or 25-minute episode or whatever the hell it actually ends up being. And about 15 of it is reused footage. Yeah. What did you think, Tyler? I don't know. I don't think it was a terrible episode, but I think this is probably the weakest one we've had so far. There, it, like, I feel like there was a dead horse, and we just ran it over several times. It's we ran of, it over, backed up, and ran it over again. It's one of my biggest problems with Destiny, is the pacing feels so slow, because so little happens in this episode. It's an important moment that Kigali's now in the Archangel, and hey, the Archangel's in play again. That's a pretty big deal. Now Kira Yamato is the one ship's alliance, and he's going to go win the war by himself. With Walfeld and Lacus, Yeah. Giving him buffs. <laughs> to be fair, he didn't have much more bef- in the last war. He had an Atherin, at least. Yeah, but I mean, he can find one of those. They're all over the place. They're just and laying around. <laughs> They're just laying around. He had some Astray girls. He had a big supporting cast last time. A lot of them died. He needs to go find Millie and ask her to photograph wars. He had Moo and his Moobal suit, too, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Moobal suit... Roanoke, I don't know. I'm try- I was trying to come up with Oh, something. yeah, he should go recruit Neo-fucking Roanoke and the druggies. He'd have a second ship and some <laughs> druggies to work with. He'd have three more Gundams. <laughs> oh, I totally got- had image of, like, Kira getting the druggies and be like, you're working for me now. No, Walter, bright slap. <laughs> yeah, Atherin's got some protégés, or he's about to. Kira should get some protégés. Kira tries to go for the bright slap, and Walt is like, no, 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 you had too much wrist. It's like this. <laughs> Well, and then he uses his fake arm because the wrist doesn't bend. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Hi, Pony Tyler. So this is kind of a general thing. Um, How happy everyone on the crew of the Archangel is to be doing anything? Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> like that's that's how I'm interpreting it. But everyone's like smiling just a little bit in contrast to like it's like that class reunion they actually want to go to. Yeah, exactly. Everyone had like mild ennui early. They're gonna get kidnapped Kigali because she didn't come. Well, and it's like um, it's uh, what's it called you, you form form friendships a lot faster when you're being shot at. That's true. You, you bond over trauma. I feel like Murdoch and the Helmsman hang out though. Yeah, it seems like it they does just give hang the implication that they were meeting up. Like that's just something they do normally. Hey, side character reunion. Hey, we're minor characters over here. <laughs> we got names you just don't remember them. Check the wiki. If, Kira, <laughs> if Kira's dad has an entry, I gotta be on there. <laughs> I mean, Murdoch definitely is. I cannot remember the. Hel- I can't find the helmsman's name. He's not mentioned. I mean, he's playable in Nasty Gundam Cross Generation. Definitely planning on picking that up. I'm just gonna wait until uh, next week when the sale goes live. That way um, I can make sure if it goes on sale. It's the same reason why I waited so long to buy The Outer Worlds, just in case it went on sale. Zach, high point. Honestly, I actually kind of love the the, uh, the the Kira and the Freedom showing up to uh, kidnap Kigali from her wedding. Like, I really like that sequence of, like, Kigali getting her character back and yelling at him. And then the non sequitur when he brings her into the cockpit about, hey, that is an awesome dress. Like, I, I like that sequence. I find it fun. It's close to Tyler's, but I think the part where and- or Walt felt like, hey, no, that's your chair. Like, you, you're doing this because you're not confident, but we all know you're going to sit down and be the captain. There there are a couple of very good moments in this episode, but mm, the majority of the episode is just bad. Yeah, the easy part, Tyler, low point. Oh, oh. Um, like, I'm going to take a somewhat facetious one and just go with Kigali's outfit. Uh, I don't know, the dress is fine. The dress is fine. Uh, the veil. Whoa, awesome dress. That's what Kira said because he was like, oh, God, I cannot <laughs> insult her on her wedding day, even if she didn't actually get married. And what if I am ki- here? <laughs> even if I am even kidnapping I'm, her? I've, even me, with my no social skills, have hung out with Atherin long enough to know. Well, it's mostly the makeup. The veil's not great. The hair is awful. But the makeup is just, a, like, it's, oh, no, it's atrocious. It's atrocious. Zach! The What's amount it? of flashback. Like, holy shit. So much reused footage. Yeah, that entire car trip. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm still there, and it's so awkward. And I don't even want to punch Yuna. I just want to, like, never think about him again. Because, like, even when Gundam Seed had a slow episode or something like that, it did not feel like... Like, we went and saw Char's Counterattack, a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and it felt shorter than that car ride. Yeah. So, really quick, I did manage to finally find the helmsman's name. What is it? Does it start with an N? I his, his last name does. Okay. Is it's, it, oh, it's Newman. Huh. Yep, it's Arnold Newman. Good old Ar- Arnie and Murdoch. I'm going to make Flay drive the Archangel. <laughs> uh. All right, we have some responsibilities before we are done. First up, Ghost Dad! We've got... Actually, the highest scoring episode of Destiny so far with 31 full seconds of Ghost Dad. So he's got 52 seconds in Destiny. He's been on screen for a minute and 31 seconds after dying. Uh, Still nowhere close to his 17 minutes and 38 seconds of screen time alive. But we're creeping up on it. It depends on how many more flashbacks we have. Yeah. What mobile suit do we want to put on the list? There were no mobile suits in this episode to inspire us. We we could just put the freedom on the list again. Number one, (laughs) it rules... (laughs) <laughs> it's my fave uh, Tyler we did that we we put the Vilcus on the list well oh, the Vilcus has those pointy feet things though and it transforms yep I love the Vilcus it's one of my favorites we've got the Abyss which we still haven't seen transform we've got quite a few versions of the Impulse to put on here 
Um, the Savior, we haven't really seen yet. Oh, we're saving the Savior. We, we should yep. use the, uh, we should do one of the versions of the Impulse. I agree. What do you want? Zach, you hate it. Which one do you want to learn? Let's go with the double lightsaber because it had the biggest appearance in a couple of episodes yeah. ago. The sword impulse. Um, so the obvious place to start is with the sword strike. The one thing I really like about the sword impulse more than the sword strike is that it keeps its shield and beam rifle. Like yeah. that does a lot for me. And I do actually really like the mounts for the swords on the wing bit. It's a lot more utilitarian. Frankly, though, the giant-ass sword on the sword strike just looks cooler. My, my problem with the sword impulse is that it's like, hey, we gave it two lightsabers. Like, you don't need two of them. Well, hey, maybe we, they, they can be turned into a double-bladed lightsaber. You still don't need two of those. Hey, I like Darth Maul. Um... I did too. That's why they gave the justice and the freedom <laughs> double-bladed beam sabers. But you know what was cool? A bi- the big beam sword. You know what was cool? The Darth Maul lightsaber. So what if we gave the dual wield Gundam? God, no. Them? God, I hate it that It looks thing. mildly impractical when it's actually swinging them. Um, I do really like it carving those battleships. Yeah, up exactly. Um, I- I'm actually really on the fence on this one. I, I think I like the sword strike a little more. I like the sword strike more because the color palette, in part because... I like the asymmetry that you get with the sword strike. Yeah. And the um the color palette I think is better. The like bright freaking red the impulse has going on when it I don't think that looks any good. So I think we're all landing on the same page there. Yeah. Uh, so going down a bit, the first destiny Gundam we have on here is the Gaia. How do we think it compares to the Gaia? Gaia's awesome dog one, right? Yeah. Um <sighs> two stupid gimmicks. Uh <laughs> I'll go with the Gaia because the stupid gimmick of the Gaia is better than the stupid gimmick of the Impulse. What what and the, are you considering the stupid gimmick of the Impulse? The fact that it's combining? The, the fact that it's three fucking pieces. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Um the uh and also the paint paint scheme on the Gaia is cooler. And like it's also a little already illustrated to be a bit more utilitarian because of like the because since it transforms into a Baku, and we already know like the Baku works really well in desert terrain. You know, that place that is... Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's why it turns into one in space. <laughs> I didn't say yeah, I knew what they were doing. Tyler? Um, I think I'm actually leaning slightly towards the impulse on this. I like the guy a lot, though. I'm really torn on this one. Because uh, I like. I think the guy is my favorite of this lot, which means it's better than the sword impulse. Um, that's fair. The next Gundam is the duel with the assault shroud, and I definitely like the sword impulse more than that. It is definitely more... Um... It stands out a lot more. So the final question becomes, is it better or worse than the Mobius Zero? Worse. I actually think I agree with Zach. I think I actually prefer the Mobius Zero. Okay. (laughs) I openly loathe all things Impulse, with the exception of a pilot that goes into it later. But that's a a ways down the line. It doesn't help the mobile suit design. Is it Kigali? Does Kigali get to pilot the Impulse? No. Damn it. All right, so the Sword Impulse is at number 25, above the Duel with Assault Shroud, and below the Mobius Zero. And that will do it for this episode. How Jordan? many are on the list so far? How many Elbow Suits are on the list? A lot. 45. Okay, so I, I just didn't half. know. So that does it for this episode. Join us next week when we will watch Phase 15, Return to the Battlefield. Where some people return to the battlefield. Hey, look, hey, it's a druggie. There's a druggie. Atherin shows up. 
So re- really quick with the the uh, screen cap for episode sixteen there. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a great screen cap. It is funny though. I think it's amazing. Gladys is just so happy to be doing whatever the heck it is that she's doing there. She looks a little bit like a puppy. I- arf, arf! <laughs> Arthur! Arthur! <laughs> Arthur! Aim Bonhauser! Aim the Bonhauser, Arthur! Aim it! Aim it! Aim it! I think we have to end there. And then Isabella. Isabella? Wow. Isabel was piloting a <laughs> ship. Uh, until next time, we have to keep watching it. <laughs> <laughs>